And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian and Eric here on a beautiful Sunday evening. I guess the summer weather has finally hit the area, so we're back to our roots of sitting outside and drinking some beers and talking a bunch of random shit. Yeah, yeah it's been a while for me. It's pretty much been a while for warm weather, too. I think there's only two days we're going to get this week. Or maybe we'll get some 70s. I don't know. That's all right. With the amount of shit that's happened this weekend, I think everybody kind of took full advantage of the weather anyhow. Um, just yesterday alone, yesterday morning, hell, dude, there's a, if you went out to Rochester, there was a Real Beer Expo, the Real Beer Fest out that way that a bunch of the Buffalo breweries were at. I know like Pressure Drop and Resurgence and a couple others and stuff were out that way. Resurgence had their fifth anniversary party yesterday. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw a bunch of pictures from that. They uh, ended up kicking that raspberry lemonade sour. Really? Within the day, yeah. Which is... Did they make that last year too? They probably made like a lemonade sour. I don't know if it was that, but I know I've had. I mean, I know I had the answer one before. Yeah, this well, wasn't. This, I mean, this wasn't quite like that. But this it wasn't actually, like you chewed it on the way down. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, there's there wasn't like random chunks of fruit in it. But I guess though, because they yesterday over there they had their their beer truck. Um, pouring in the parking lot, and they also had the bar open. So, from what people were saying, the the keg of the the kegs of the sour that were in the truck were actually pouring a little thicker than the ones that were in the in the actual bar blurry. room. Yeah. So, depending on where you got it, you almost you probably had two different styles. Uh, the one friend, one of my friends that I ran into there, um, she was saying that she had she tried both. She because I had the one from the one inside the bar, and that one definitely had more of a sour taste and actually tasted like lemonade compared to the one that she had on the outside. So. Um, it's just it's funny that like you'll get something like that happening with the same beer being poured at the same time just like you happen to be what what was in the keg you know oh we've talked about that too I mean we've talked about the differences even if you get a beer and then get a crawler of it sometimes and not like saying the crawler machine's like fucked up or anything like that but like it tastes different from like the delivery method of it you know like having it from that can into a glass again just tastes different than that fresh pumped oh uh, yeah yeah but I mean, it's it's weird that like i think if i have any choice of having any beer it would be directly from the tap at the brewery you know like i'd rather get it straight from the source before like being like oh fuck it i'll just drink it out of the bottle you know, fuck that. I'm over drink like enjoying bottled beer at this point in my life. Well, we're gonna enjoy a couple tonight. I know, but I mean, like, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So more so, I'm saying with like buying something that I'm going to drink right away. I obviously I got a bunch of bottles aged in the basement and like saving shit like that. But I feel like too much stuff I've had in the last year maybe longer there's a metallic taste off of everything like something's fucked up with the caps and it's not just one brewery it's just a collection of them and I don't know the beer just doesn't taste as well as it does on cans now and then going to drafts I mean I, I take a draft beer every day why I have three lines in my basement yeah then you haven't been doing shit with <laughs> I've been waiting to get outside and do this shit so yeah 
No, it's kind of Saturday to brew. But it's kind of it's kind of funny that you say that because the old uh, argument about cans used to be, oh, well, I don't really like drinking out of cans because it's a metallic taste, and. I guess maybe way back when, back in the day when, like, you know, cans weren't lined and, like, shit actually, you know, wasn't good to store in cans, like, for, like, a long period of time, then, yeah, that'll happen, but... I, I don't know. Like, well, I, look at what we're drinking right now, though. So we're drinking Swipe Light from Southern Tier. Mm-hmm. It's their newer, I want to say, um... Well, it just came out this yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, it's probably about been out for about four months now, maybe. Uh, I don't know how long, but I mean, 110 calories, four ounce or four percent alcohol. It's good. It's refreshing. It's light. I don't think I'd want to drink this in a pint glass. No, this is definitely a can. Like this is crushable. It's in they plus they got it in the uh, the skinny boys the skinny uh, Red Bull cans that uh, Six Point likes using too. So do you, you know. do you think beers taste better when you're getting in these skinny cans? I love the skinny cans. I mean, they're more versatile. Plus, it makes me feel makes me feel like I'm Andre like the Andre Giant. the Giant. Yeah, like, dripping a can of Molson. I could just like fucking crush this can all over my face right now if I wanted to. One thing I wanted to do today was I got two bottles of Dogfish Palo Santo Marone. Um, the first, the first one is was bottled back in 2015, and then the other one was bottled 2018. So had this one sitting aging for a little bit. Figured I wanted to save it so we can do an episode with them and kind of really talk about it and you know get that shit going. Uh, the one thing when if you ever do a tour at Dogfish, they make sure to point out the the wood fermenters, the fermenter that they use for it that's made out of the wood. Yeah, like it's a wood one. I remember. Yeah. Do they have two of them now, or they just have one? They might have two. Did they might have done? They might have done this on that show that they had for a minute. Uh, yeah, before Budweiser got all fucking pissed off and yeah, like, complained about it. Because how many episodes did they have of that? Like Six, maybe? Yeah, it was like five or six. Like, Which this... is like the greatest thing ever for us like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. I remember just sitting there drooling over it. Sam looks exactly the same. Like, the dude's never going to fucking age. Yeah, he definitely didn't really change too much. So... But yeah, Palo Santo is there is a brown ale that it's malt beverage aged on Palo Santo wood. This was this is heavy alcohol, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, twelve. So it's definitely something that you can easily age. As is like with most anything that dogfish releases other than their IPAs. Um you probably can like take a sex pack and forget about it, <laughs> you know. I can already smell the fucking licorice smell from it. It's been a while since I had this beer. I lived in Akron last time I drank it. And I remember I had a, I had a four pack that I saved for a while. I feel like I last time I had this might have been on tap at like maybe like Blue Monk or like at uh, Coulter or something like that. Like they just happened to have it. I was like, oh shit, I'll pick this. This is a beer to drink like when your furnace dies in your house in the middle of winter. Looking back at our days of drinking dogfish and everything else, makes me think of the uh, the Riot Fest lineup that came out a couple weeks ago and how 
Glassjaw is playing Worship and Tribute in full. In case you don't know who Glassjaw are, they are a, uh, I guess like a hardcore band. Like, cross between hardcore and new metal. Maybe maybe like post hardcore. Yeah, post hardcore. Like if like people kind of like throw them in that genre, um, have a lot of punk tendencies to them. Uh, they were uh, produced by Ross Robinson back in the day. Their to their um, debut album was produced by him back when he was like the shit, and everybody was like obsessed with having him producing their albums and shit. So, like, I mean, they, they were a band that fit more in with like Deftones than they did. Yeah, I and, mean, and yeah. that's not because I mean, hell, when we uh, the first time I saw them, they actually that was on that White Pony tour with Deftones. And then you get bands like. Basically, Finch's first CD is, is just like, yeah, we listen to a lot of Glassjaw. But, yeah, they were a band from... Started probably mid-90s back in Long Island or New York City area. And uh, kind of got big for the most part and were pretty popular in that era. And released an album like two years ago. Last year, I thought. Might have been last year. It was like last fall or summer. Yeah. Material control. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's like, you know, when a bat, when a band comes back that like you enjoyed, like. The problem is that CD should have came out in like, what, 04 or like 06 versus taking over a decade. Well, yeah, because Worship, Worship and Tribute came out in like 2002. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it was like, I think it was 2002. I bought Worship and Tribute at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I remember going there with my parents and just... And MTV was doing that, like, dollar tour or something like that. And they had the Vines playing. So the Vines had, like, played, like, five songs as, like, a sound check in the afternoon. Which is kind of cool, like, to just see that shit happening as, like... You know, I'm there, but I can just still remember going in the record store. Man, I gotta get the CD. Like when CDs came out on Tuesday, it's so weird that this shit comes out on Friday now. Well, that's how it was in like because the reason why they do that is because in Europe, all the all the albums and stuff will come out on Friday. Yeah, that's why it's like back in the day when you would you know go on you know Napster, Napster and SoulSeek and all that other shit, and like hit up the torrents or hit up like the IRCs and everything. You're going and finding albums dropping on Fridays because the retail release out in Europe and like everything else would come out on Friday. So now streaming wise, everything just drops on Friday because, well, it's like we can't have it stream in the UK and then not have it stream here. Yeah. I mean, I guess they can, but like, what's the point? So like, yeah, they just moved all the releases to the same day, which I mean, why the fuck not? But yeah, no, <laughs> CD's coming out on fucking Tuesdays, man. It just blows so much money on Tuesdays. Like, I remember, like, like we talked about this not long ago, but 2004 was a like crazy year, and so it was like '99. Like the CDs that came out, and we, you know. Yeah, well, one of these uh, one of these days we'll probably do an episode on 1999 year in music, man. Well, we when we talked about a memorial. They just we, me and you just shooting the shit. It was like ninety nine versus 04. like just the bangers that came out. And it wasn't just like the shit we listened to, as much as there were like other like. But then you could go back in 
to like 94 and like 85 or other two years yeah that like a bunch of shit happened like 85 there was releases from in excess echo and the bunny men new order depeche mode i think tears for fears and someone else like all released albums at 85 that's nuts you know just 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 new wave alone like had a fucking year <laughs> you know well i mean 94 green day dookie yeah offspring smash Nir- which nirvana came out there was that uh in utero, in utero. nevermind uh, came out in like 91 wasn't there a pumpkin cd that came out uh 94 too maybe um pearl jam vitology came out in 94 i'm pretty sure uh, uh no who i say boy named goo was in 96 I think. super unknown came out in 94 um could have been an stp album that came out maybe uh i think there was, was would the purple come out in 94 it might have been around there uh we need to look at that but uh, you know yeah. what i mean like just yeah. thinking just going from like the heavy hitters right there you know like you're not even not even talking not even thinking about like anything else like all the other random one hit wonders and stuff that came out that year uh hell do fucking i think frog stomp might have came out that year from silver but yeah, I mean, like, just this whole thing of... And bands have been doing it for a while now. Um, like, it's... We, well, we went to see the August Burns Red tenure uh, for the Messengers one a few years ago. Yeah, like, it's 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 been, like, this thing that bands have been doing for maybe five, five plus five, years, now. years now. I mean, at the least... more bands that we care about. Yeah. Yeah. Pop up. And actually, August Burns Red's doing another one for Constellations this year, too. Yeah. But they have not booked a Buffalo date yet. I did. Aren't they, they Aren't they playing Rochester, or is that like, or be, did it just happen? I don't know. I feel like there's a Rochester date for that. Well, and big news that Blink 182 just dropped, too, is that they're going to play Enema State front to back on this tour with Lil Wayne, which is going to be kind of. That's interesting. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Oh, I mean, I I love, I love. I think that that might be like the pop punk album. It's not their best work. Is that gonna get you to go to it? I mentioned it to my wife. <laughs> like, I'm like, I kind of want the. Here's my problem with that though. I really like Alkaline Trail a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Metzkiba a lot. I like what he does in Blank, but I don't know how these songs are going to fit in from front to back without Tom. Like, Tom, like this shit was like, Tom is like wildest. Like, what was, I mean, what were they in 99? Fucking. So they, I were, say, they were at their like height. They, I think Tom might have been 23 and, and Mark was like 25, like somewhere around Well, there. that's where, what my age again, what's my age again, right? That was on yeah. the album, right? What's my age so. again? All the small things. Adam song. Yeah. I mean, those were, and then just off of that, then you had Cool Borders. Remember that like video game? Mm-hmm. Like Cool Borders was the shit. You had Don't Leave Me on there. You had Mutt in, um, fuck, what was it? It was like American Pie or Can't Hardly Wait, something like that. So oh they, yeah, Blink Blink One Eighty Two was like, that band that was on on every single one of them, like teenage. Like. But just like that CD alone, like there was different. Every one of these songs was like popping up on random shit, yeah. and it was just like they started getting into like 
if, if you look back on like some of the older stuff, like yeah, you get the weird joke stuff and shit like that. But like you start getting Tom going up and talking about his aliens and shit, and you start getting these like they're starting to reflect more on like previous times of their lives too, versus like you know like, you started getting more of that like falling in love versus like this is actually going on right now. You're going back because then you hit take off your pants and jacket. Which I don't know. I think I, I think it's a better CD. I think I like the CD more, but I still think that like there's just song after song after song on on the state for whatever it is like 29 minutes or some shit like that. It's just pop punk fucking jams. That like that's the CD that got the random kids into it. Like that's the fucking what animal of the state. Animal of the state. Yeah. yeah. You got the kids that were like shopping at Abercrombie and sh- shit that were like, "Yo, man, you see that Blink Two? It's like, yeah, you're a fucking douchebag. Shut up." Well, when was that tour that was them Finch and uh, not was it Finch? No, no, it was them Green Day and Pop Disaster. Phoenix TX. No, Phoenix TX was a different one. Phoenix TX was Bad Religion, I think. Uh, maybe Bad Religion, Phoenix TX, and that would have been 2000, summer 2000, because that's when they did Mark Tom and Travis show. Okay. So when they did the live, that's the one that I was thinking. Then, then the Green Day one was like the year after that, or two thousand and two, maybe. because uh, it was right around then, right? Like, yeah. It was. I feel like it was before American Idiot came out, though. See, uh, for me though, like I'm not the pop punk guy, so I didn't. I never went to any of these. Like all you guys are going to these fucking concerts and shit, like out in Darien Lake, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to Darien Lake to see Blink One Eighty Two. Fuck that. Which you were like, <laughs> fucking, let's go see Typo Negative instead. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, no, Pop Disaster was April 2002 to June 2002. They played 47 shows. That's the one with Green Day? Yeah, Blink, Green Day, Jimmy Eat World. That's who it was, Jimmy Eat World. Time out. I'm pretty sure that's when they had the flame and fuck sign. <laughs> Because how many times have you, you've, you've seen Blink what, like? Maybe three or four only. Really? Yeah. I, I There's times, I wanted to go years ago when they, like, resurfaced again. and But I think I've seen them, like, every other year for, like, three years maybe. Or for, like, six, out of six years, so maybe three times. Yeah. I it's, used to keep all my stubs and shit like that. For me, they'd be one of those bands that, like, every live show would kind of blend together other than, like, the, like, stage setup, you know? Like, I feel like the set list would probably be almost exactly the same. The thing, You would get a lot of the same songs, but then you'd swap, you'd get, like, a random one. Like, they'd play, like, um, they would throw something off Chester Cat other than Carousel. Like, they do M&Ms or they do, like, Peggy Sue or something like that. Like, there, there was a lot of, like, shit like that you get. Yeah. They could have went in 2007 or 2000. 17 and been like, yo, we're just gonna play Enema this or um, Dude Ranch back to front, and I would have been blowing nuts in my fucking hand in the fucking crowd. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think if I had to go with the Blink 182 album, I'd probably go with Dude Ranch over any other one, but again, that's me being more. The thing with okay, Dude Ranch is my favorite album of all time. It just, yeah, and like as, as much as I like my heavy shit, like if you start going, like, what are my favorite CDs, you're gonna get more probably more pop punk and more like stuff that's different than you are gonna like metal because I think a lot of like a lot of the metal stuff it's it's harder to make a great CD front to back like because you start doing like random shit because you needed fillers or you only have eight songs or something well because I think with that though too though it's like because then everything just blends in and it's tough to like distinguish each song you know like if you just have a straight like 
if you was okay, look at between the bear and me's colors. Great yeah. fucking CD, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, was it like seventy minutes long or something like that? It's like insane. Yeah. You know? Can you tell me the difference between thirteen minutes of this song versus another eight minute version of this? Like all of a sudden you're listening to the song at ten minutes and you're like, oh yeah, that sick breakdown's coming in this one. It just took me ten <laughs> minutes to remember about that. <laughs> or I, I mean, they, they did shit like that, and I I seen them play that CD. Um, they did the first like four or five songs, played something, played some other ones, and went back and finished it. And it was awesome seeing that. We went up to Rochester, and some kid with a bunch of face tattoos, back before face tattoos were a thing, and a kid was just fucking throwing down with people in the pit. It was kind seeing, of crazy. Seeing them like in the middle of the day at Bonnaroo was a fucking experience, man. That's the one thing, like because they're more prog rock now than anything. But it was just one of those things where it's like it's like four o'clock on like a fucking Friday, and like all of a sudden you go into a tent and like it was fucking packed, and you got just fucking between a barrier to me just fucking ripping for fucking forty minutes, and like your Bonnaruvians as they're they're called, um, just like Sounds like a fucking sandwich, just fucking dancing and like getting all wild and shit and fucking throwing shit around and like really getting into it though like that's the thing like between them because the one thing about uh that i do enjoy that bonnaroo does is they try to get like a couple of like random metal acts each year um like slayer yeah like slayer played the one year uh it might have been like slayer and uh mastodon that year yeah and then, like... You're asking... I mean, the way Bring Me the Horizon's going, they're going to end up on that one of these times. Bring Me the Horizon's playing uh, Voodoo Fest down in New Orleans this year, which surprised me. But, yeah, but that's not, that's in October. You got, like, Post Malone and shit headlining that this year. They'll have Bring Me the Horizon playing playing uh, right before Post Malone, probably. I think they're boys, though. <laughs> that, that honestly wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> there was, like, a picture of, like... Ali in studio with Post Malone or something like that at one point. That fucking dude, though. I don't give I don't give a shit what people say. I know I know. Uh, I like him. I know you're you got you got a soft spot for him. I but. do. Well, here. So, so the other day I went out to go get lunch, and um, I'm driving. And I hear Post Malone blaring this fucking car. I thought it was a bunch of kids from UB. I mean, they're younger than us looking, so I can't tell shit anymore. And. Um, then I'm like, oh, you be kids should be done for the year already. It's June. And um, <laughs> they're playing congratulations. And these kids fucking just graduated like Sweet Home High School. And they're just playing the same song all down Sweet Home. They had a, I heard the song three times. And the kid's like, kid goes, yo, yo, I just graduated. It's like. Yelling, like yelling to you? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, and I'm not gonna take the bait, motherfucker. I'm not saying congratulations. I know what's going on. You might think I'm some old motherfucker, but no, uh, I'm on it. So I just cracked the, because uh, that's that was bottle 2018. I like this version actually better. I think it's smoother. There's less burn. I wonder because I don't think the recipe really changed. I would assume that they probably don't change the recipe too much. Yeah. On it, like you got more of a caramel kick off the other one. I think this one's more balanced, like like caramel smoothness, kind of like like Cracker Jack, kind of like. I wonder if this is like maybe they're just producing more of it, so maybe just like the recipes kind of like this one doesn't taste like twelve percent. No, this is smooth. The other one was pretty smooth too. It didn't taste like twelve percent either. But you get that aftertaste, that after like alcohol still in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, like I still I agree. There. Yeah, this one's way better. 
So there you have it. If you have that uh, old Palo Santo sitting in your basement, fucking drink that shit now. Get it out of there. It's no good. Milk's yeah. gone bad. But I mean, also <laughs> when we did the KBS tasting, I was a fan more of the, the newer think, one. I think we liked 2017 the best because we did what, 2018, 2017, 16. Then. Yeah, but I felt like it tasted good. Like it was, the flavors weren't like a oozy stout kind of thing. They, I still I got a bunch of them in the basement that I, I got get two rid of them. Of. that, I think I got two CBSs left too. And I do have a bottle of the a tall boy, like a, a bomber of the uh, Mango Magnifico still, which is probably pretty gross. So one of these days we're gonna crack that open and just see what the fuck happens. But that's the mango habanero fucking ale that they made. Great. So not only am I going to be drunk and hung over the next day, I'm going to have a horrible fucking spicy shits too. Yeah, that's that's going to be one where we probably should take a heartburn pill for. <laughs> I do. I, I I like spicy stuff. I don't like spicy. I'm not, as I'm not correct. I'm not correcting that unless there's at least four four people drinking it. And it's one of those things that like it's going to be like sip and sip and dump if it's no good. You know, you can't be afraid to do that these days. Uh, when I was out, don't uh, be a hero. When I was out on Friday, I was out Friday night, and we were getting ready to leave. We were at Cantina Loco, and we were getting ready to leave to go to the next location. Our one friend was finishing her drink, and like she's like, "Oh, I don't do alcohol abuse," and like leave and leave a glass. And I'm like, I just said to her, "I'm like, look." At this point in our lives, I mean, we're in our mid-30s, man. If you're leaving, like, that little, that inch of, like, beer left in your glass or whatever, like, two inches. Hey, 75% spit anyways. You know, like, I mean, you're not missing out on that. Like, we can we can let it go. It's not like we're, like, 21 just trying to fucking pound some beers. Yeah, and, it's not you like know. you're just sitting there with some random, like, lager or something like that anyways. You know, yeah, I understand that the drinks are expensive, but, you know, you can leave... You can leave beer. What did I throw last to. night? I'm like, I'm fucking done with this, and I just like threw something. We were drinking. Oh, is that barley wine? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we cracked into a couple of things from other half that had been sitting in my fridge for a minute that I wanted to get out of get get out of the fridge. So. But technically, that wasn't even what did me in because I was halfway through another twisted tea, and I felt like I cracked, like slept my head back a little bit. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> it just all fucking hit me. I don't remember like going to bed. Last night. See, I wasn't that bad. I, I I don't. I think we put on live PD. I don't know what happened. All I know was next time I woke up, it was the morning. <laughs> I did sleep well last night. I will say that. I don't know if I did. <laughs> well, you didn't wake up with your ass feeling weird, so you know Shannon didn't try to get any get any funding business in. She's never touched that and never will. <laughs> so we're clear about that. But going back to, like, the uh, bands playing albums straight through, I'm trying to think of, like, an album I'd really want to see of bands that are still around. I can answer that. What it is to burn. Didn't they do that, they though? They did, though. But that's that might be the CD that I would have wanted to see the most front to back. Like, when they got back together and we saw them at Extreme Wheels. Which is still probably more than 10 years ago now. Like, they played a bunch. They didn't play the whole thing front to back, but they played, like, most of it, though. No, they played a lot of good shit for it. I remember that. Yeah. That was the Richard Zegnick day. <laughs> it was the Richard Zegnick day. 
That was still one of the fucking craziest things ever. Just standing at a skate park watching some fucking pop punk metalcore bands play, and you look over and watch the Sabres game, and you see a fucking dude get his fucking throat slit. <laughs> like, what the fuck did we actually watch? It was uh, that was insane. Like everybody like just stopped watching the band, like because uh, who was playing? Ian? I don't even remember. That's what I mean. Like, was I Attack remember... Attack there or something? Like, like what What point of... I feel like I, re- I would have remembered Attack Attack playing. No, we've said this several times. And when there were shows where we were trying to figure out when Attack Attack was there and, like, which version of the band it was. Because I the feel second like... CD was your jams. Yeah, but I feel like I've never seen them. I think they played that one that um, For the Fallen Dreams was on the first time we seen them. There was some shit we missed. Yeah. That might have been the time we just sat outside and drank the whole time before, prior to some of the other bands. That wasn't at Extreme Wheels. No, that was it? Mohawk Place. Yeah. Which we've hit a lot of those points of our life too then. All of a sudden we're like... Yeah, we're just going to hang out and drink instead of actually go inside and watch the shows. Well, the fucking pro tip at Mohawk is just taking a walk over to fucking Electric Avenue and doing a shot and a beer there and then going back and watching the band because you're fucking saving, like, you're saving a good, like, five bucks. I, like, really tempted to go to Riot Fest just for that, but I'm hoping that, like, they play some random shows that they're just doing worship and tribute at. See, I... I'd rather have them play everything you ever want to know about silence. Like, yeah, that would be cool. But I also saw them in that era like two or three times when that's all they had out. First time I seen them was at Warp Tour. <laughs> and that was when oh, worship, that's when Worship and Tribute was already out. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time I seen them. So that's what because I mean. at that time I mean I was eighteen and like there was other concerts and shit like I don't remember who. I think they came at some point, and I like, couldn't go or like have baseball or something because I was fucking a child in high school, basically still. And um, but that's that's the CD that got me into heavy shit. Like not. Oh, well, I take that back. Like I was into corn and shit like that before, but I was more pop punk still. Like I just like corn and Limp Biscuit and like shit like that. And there was like a random like coal chamber song or a taproot song, you know. I didn't dislike. See, that was my shit back in the day, man. But just not necessarily corn and stuff, but like System of a Down and like. Yeah, know, like I, I, I like I like System of a Down. I mean, I, I liked it because it was just different than what I yeah. was normally getting. It it didn't have catchiness the way that most of the music oh. I listened to did. Yeah, Glassjaw was kind of that bridge for like you pop punk people into more of like a metal esque, you know, style. Well think about that's you were coming out of high school and I'm hitting high school basically. Oh yeah. Everything you ever want to know about silence came out in ninety No, it was like two thousand. No, it was like ninety nine. No, it was like two thousand. Two thousand one. Oh, it was recorded in ninety nine. May 9th, two thousand. So Suck it be. So that's it in twenty twenty year anniversary though. Like that that was one of those things that like that came out. But yeah, being like a junior in high school and you get this fucking album that, you know, just fucking heavy ass punch you into dick fucking style metal, you know? Like like it's the first song that I really listened to from them was um I'm sorry, Love Bites and Razor Blades. So when I first heard that, I don't know, I was like 15, I'm like, holy fuck, 
This dude is angry as shit. I'm angry as shit. Like, oh, you fucking nah. Like, just yelling, like, whoa. Like, it just, like, it was just. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it was that, just the aggression that I wasn't there. And, like, everyone, all these musicians always talk about, like, you know, they hit something that, like, changed your life. Or, like, they were, this is something they never heard before. Nowadays, that's fucking hard to do. But, like, you know, 15-year-old me taking to this is like, wow, this is incredible. Like, I was angry. This was angrier. And, like, you just think of, like, lost loves and shit like that. Or, like, that relationship, whatever it is. And just... Well, that's what I mean. Like, even, like, when, uh, like, I mean, Siberian Kiss and Pretty Lush were, like, the two, like, songs that were, like, got radio play and were on, like, samplers and, like, you know, were, like, being pushed around as the two songs off that album. But... um, They are two of the better songs on the CD. Yeah. It just just starts the CD off. It's like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Same thing with how Worship and Tribute starts off with, you know... You know, like oh yeah, dude. It's just like it's like oh shit, it's go- it's it's just like a setup, dude. Well, talking about that warp tour show, like I feel yeah. like they started off with that. They um, did, you know, and like just hearing that, like I just remember the just the pit opening up and uh, Mad Dog. Did being, you steal his backpack or something? No, no. Someone ended up like grabbing his backpack and just ripping it open. Like, and like all his flyers just flew everywhere. So like he's trying to pick up stuff. People are trying to pick up stuff and people are just like, you know, doing their spin kicks and fucking getting all wild and shit. And just like, dude, like it's, it's a band like that, that I feel like if I were to see them play that album, I'd feel like I was that age again, you know, which one? Worship a tribute. I think, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I hold. I still think back about that. I bought that fucking lime green uh, shirt that had people riding bugs in the front of it. And on the back of it said, this is a war. Had a fucking rust stain on it that I got it. And then fucking when I was dating Brittany, she decided to take that shirt and fucking get a giant chest piece tattoo and smear fucking tattoo goo all over it. Lost that shirt. That's one of my favorite shirts I ever lost. That and my UCF shirt from the fucking UCF Knights that I got in Florida when I was 17 for baseball. Caitlin snatched those up. And fuck you two assholes for stealing those t-shirts from me. Yeah. No, my favorite my favorite shirt that I wish I still had was... Uh, the guns don't kill people? No, I still have that. <laughs> the thing is, like, thin as shit. There's no sleeves on it because, you know, once you get to a certain point, you fucking retire a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the problem with that. So I had to start retiring shirts because I got too fat. I went from fucking... I went from wearing large shirts to like, oh, I can wear mediums now. Maybe some smalls I can put in because tight clothes are in for the metalcore shit for a while when I went off the deep end. And then it's just like, now back to larges. Nope, now you're on the XL, fatty. Try to like look, feel comfortable in your clothes, not looking like an asshole. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, hell, you don't got to tell me, man. I went from like large to XL to 2X in like, you know, a matter of like, you know, eight yeah, years, man. There were shirts that you gave me, you're like, here. And now I'm like, fuck, I don't fit in them. Didn't I? I gave you the... The barrel pot. Barrel pot, yeah. Yeah. Which I got from Jacob. <laughs> so, like, just think about that. Like, if you think of her friend Jacob, who's, like, literally, like... He's got to be 180 pounds, though. Yeah. Like, like maxed I was, out. Like, that's I, his adult I used, max I used to be able to wear a shirt that was a too big for him, but, like, he was still wearing it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, so... 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a nice little uh, hefty beer drinker now, so that's just what it is. But no, I miss my uh, Unearth Endless shirt. That is a shirt. The that green was a fucking, one. Yeah, that was a fucking jam. Remember when I bought the same shirt in maroon, and instead of it saying Endless, it said Bukaki Wig? <laughs> when I bought it, I had no idea what Bukaki was. Oh, boy. I used to fucking wear that around, and then I, you know. Not realizing it, and then people looking at you. Yeah, like, what a fucking shirt. <laughs> I also had the Endless hoodie, too. I uh, I loved having that under oath uh, um, Florida shirt that says where America goes to die. That was a hell of a shirt. I loved it because, like, the fact that, like, I had this shirt, and then, like, a year later, they started selling it at Hot Topic. And I was just like, fuck, man. That Whoa. got, that got Whoa, retired, too. What the fuck too. was that? I got drooled in the chills all at once, smelling this beer. This is the Thin Man Ukla de Mach. It is their double barrel aged Imperial Porter. It is 9.6 ABV. And uh, yeah, you could still actually go and buy these bottles at the brewery. I love Thin Man, but I'll tell you right now, you could have fucking opened up a can of gasoline and shot it up my fucking nose, (laughs) and I would have been in better shape than just smelling this. Yeah, I've had this sitting. They released this, I want to say back in February. It's complex as fuck, dude. Like, because I bought this the same day that I got the uh, Kitar Bears. Okay. So That's been a while, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is maybe about like six months old at this point, I feel. Maybe maybe a little less, maybe like Were four. Were we watching football still with the Kitar Bears? That's what I'm trying to think. Like, it's so it's like, it might have been like December, 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 January, maybe. I feel like you came over, we drank that while watching football. Like playoff football, probably. Well, it wasn't the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'm like, I saw this because I got this. I got their uh, Forever Cordial because they still had um, that as well. But that's um, that's another Imperial Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout that uh, they released right around that time as well. So, um, Which I still think with that, you can go and buy bottles of that at the brewery still. Yeah, so. they sold out with the first release or something like that, and then... They had oh the, well the Kitar Bears they sold out the Forever Cordial they only it was only it's the same release is it yeah yeah oh yeah man this is this is sweet there's like a sour t- taste to it a sweet taste to it like the barrel age taste to it like it's kind of like a raisiny thing going yeah on like there. a wine yeah. barrel kind of like taste you you look at this beer and you're not expecting that flavor no yeah even from the smell too you're not expecting it. It's not a bad thing, no. No, not at all. <laughs> like going from the glass shot thing too. Like after they broke up and like, I Darryl actually decided to go off on a coke tour. Yeah, when, when Daryl decided to not be straight edge anymore, they just wanted to dance and. Hey, two thousand and four to two thousand. I mean, hell, from two thousand and four to now, that's all I wanted to fucking do too, man. Well, that's who you came minus, out minus the coke, but like you know, like. <laughs> Like let's be real here from 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 that era to like now. Like I mean, you think back at like Head Automatica, like that was like the perfect storm of like something that like like I mean, when did the uh, when did the killer's hot fuss come out? That's actually like fifteen years old, like this week, man. June seventh. It's like Friday. <laughs> That's crazy actually. I'm just looking at some of the um, the songs on hands. Like, yeah, there really were some fucking jams on that. 
on what had on Manica? On the Decadence CD. Was it graduation day of the video that he looked so fucking coked out that he didn't even know where he was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was 15 years ago, Head Automatica came out, so... But you had this, like, indie... Like, I mean, that was right in the thick of, like, that indie dance, you know, emergence. Like, this new era of, like, I guess... not Like, I don't know if I'd call it new wave. I mean, I guess it is kind of new wave. But, like, it was it was something different, I mean... Is- pretty like legit way to yeah. describe it. I mean like you had stuff like the killers and then Phoenix came out and like you know like one by one you started getting these bands emerging that like people really just like kind of hung on to and like Head Automatica became like for me like I mean that like decadence like it's funny because that album is the epitome of music leaks to me like that that and Finch what it is to burn like both those albums like dropped like online like a year before like they actually were like released yeah <laughs> you know well the, I remember the CD I was trying the hardest to one of the hardest ones to get was two actually take off your pants and jacket I was getting like like random version, versions like shit versions like 45 seconds of songs like trying to find torrents of that that and then um uh, senses fails. Let it unfold you, which might be like the, one of the other top CDs of mine that I'd want to hear front to back. Yeah, which is just weird. Like they they just they hit like a time frame and they just like bang the whole way through. It wasn't too heavy, but it wasn't like just straight catchy. Either, like both of those CDs, they just they did they had super catchy parts, but it wasn't like that's all the CD was. They had all their like emotional rides they took you on. I like, just think of like how like we were getting pieces of like I remember we were getting like had on a Manica songs and like there was intros that were way fucking longer than they really were. Oh yeah, like it's funny because the album dropped online roughly about a year before it actually was released. And then they ended up just like Wasn't Tim Armstrong supposed to be in it to begin with? He still was. He's still on it. He's on a dance party dance party. Yeah, but wasn't he supposed to be like in the band? In the band. No, I think he was just he was just on the one song. See, because I thought they changed like lineups and shit like that. And like there was weird shit that happened with that. No, they it was the same lineup that came out, like for them. For the most part. What did uh not Justin Beck, what was the other guitarist in Glass Shop? Uh, Todd. Yeah, did, what was the band that he made? That was Men, Women, and Children. And weren't they like called like Flamboyant Core or something like that? Like, yeah, like they were. They were like they were still like that kind of indie dance, but they tried to like say that they were something different. So like they, they tried to them, like they like we might be gay like thing, but we're not really sure or we're not telling or it was well, something they, weird like that yeah they they dressed in a lot of pastels and like kind of like went like crazy and stuff like before like that was like just kind of a normal thing i guess yeah that was like 15 you know? years ago until like people are like hey people try these boring ass colors people they're 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 very like it's like oh hey like we're we're hot pink like when before before pink became the new black they were fucking rocking it you know like and that's what it was but then like but yeah no like with with decadence dude from the movie life was in head on Matica for a minute too okay that that might have been who you're thinking of that ended up dropping out it was that whole like weird long island shit though too you never knew what you're gonna get out of there 
Yeah, that's true. Like, here you go. After waiting a few days, it said they supported 30 seconds to Mars, receiving Undesirons, Cobra Starship, Rock Kills Kid, like, yeah. What the hell happened to that fucking band? Which one? Cobra Starship. Uh, I don't know, Midtown got back going? <laughs> they had a fucking some bangers too, man. Yeah, I was never big into Midtown. Asshole. I mean, I appreciate them for what they were, but... Their second CD is so fucking good, it's not even funny. Another CD. That's that's another one that's like... I've named three CDs so far tonight that are like random, like... My favorite CDs. There's four, if you count Dude Ranch, but like... That, like I love the first Midtown CD, and I think it's underrated for what it is, but the production of... of um, Forget What You Know, maybe? Is that what it was? Yeah, Forget What You Know is Midtown's second album. Going to, like, what album I would want to see front to back? Like, I'm not really sure. Like, I guess if you're, like, going, like, that style, I'd probably go great under the radar. Would be something that I would probably want to see front to back. Or, like, I know Poison the Well did their Opposite of December tour, like, two years ago, maybe. Really? I think they did Opposite December front to back. Why don't we talk about this at all? It was. I into, feel like this had to just be a couple places. It was like, in like the, they did like five shows. One was one of them was in like Toronto. So like oh, that was like the closest that it was, you know. Going to see that in Toronto is basically like going to New York City to go see something where you're thinking you're one of a fucking handful of people that like this band, but really in reality it's like there's seven thousand or seven million people that live in Toronto. So. Dude, I went and saw Refuse when they first came back in New York City with fucking our friend Brad. Like literally drove to New York City, fucking. When was this? When they when did they first get back together? It was like right around my birthday, the one year that they got back together, and they were playing like Terminal Five, and he's like, "Dude, let's go," and I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it, I'll take a day." Like because it was during the week too, so like I took a couple of days off from work, and because it was right around my birthday, so like I think it was like the day after my birthday maybe. So I'm like, "Fucking, I'm gonna take off for my birthday, take off the day after." So we drove up to New York City, stayed that night, ended up meeting up with his brothers because his brothers were living there at this point. So it might even be like 2015 then. Oh, shit. Like I'm trying to think of when they moved to New York City. Um, and uh, we ended up meeting up with his brothers, stayed at his one friend's apartment in Astoria, then just kind of dicked around, went to like Central Park and stuff during the day, and then fucking went to the show, and then like drove home after the show. He's like, "All right, time to go home," and I'm like, "All right, <laughs> let's fucking go." Yeah. It was definitely a trip, but it was it was just crazy to go see a band like that because it was it was also my first time seeing Refused. So, but you and I have always talked about like fuck playing shit like ACDC and stuff. Like, every sporting event needs to play fucking New Noise, man. Yes. Like, that is the most underutilized song at sporting events that should be able to get a crowd fucking hyped up. We talked about, like, we were watching a football game, and it was, like, a three-second blip of it New was, Noise, and we both just, like, looked at each other like, that was New Noise. Yeah, it was the, the fucking AFC Championship game at fucking... At Arrowhead, man. Yeah. And you have fucking a football team fucking dropping that shit, man. 
And it, it's undistinguishable, too. Like, you yeah. know that song. People kind of ragged on it a little bit, but, like, when the Sabres were using Cody Cabria, Welcome Home, like, that's another song that, like, I don't know, like, I can, like, that pumps me up at a fucking sporting event. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's, like it's, it's, I don't know, it has that, yeah, it has just that riff that just, like, kind of, like, it's like, all right, shit's about to go down, let's fucking do this. You know? Someone, so they've been on the topic now that, you know, since Skinner's been re-signed, it's the big thing is now, we need to rechange the goal song, or change that. Because they haven't won shit since let my clear my throat has been the song, and oh, you know shit. you know I love that song though, so I'm not gonna yeah yeah it I'm like, I'm fine with it I I think it's arrogant it's obnoxious but someone goes someone should ask Pantera to write a new song like hey motherfucker are you stupid he's like he's like I see this, this I someone put this as a real comment like Dallas seems to get really into theirs do you know what the lyrics to the, that song I wrote they just say Dallas stars Dallas. Stars. That's all they fucking say. But, asshole, they've been dead for years. Yeah. What? Do you want fucking racist ass Phil and Selmo to come up here and fucking scream some fucking Phil racist Phil and is just going to fucking, like, put up like, a Confederate flag and, like, probably, like, give a white power salute or some weird shit like that. Like, he's a fucking crazy person. Let's fuck off with him. Yeah. And like, really, he's the only guy that's left that, like, he would want, like, I mean, come on. Dimebag and Vinnie Paul are dead, man. Like, I mean, Pantera, Pantera doesn't exist anymore. Cool for the Dallas Stars to get that, and they were actually huge hockey fans. So, like, you can't hate on them. Like, you yeah. can't hate on that. Like, you know what? Good for the Stars to acknowledge the fact that they were hockey fans and that they did that. I just, you hope, know, I, I, maybe, maybe a fucking Buffalo team. Like, dude, have every time I die, write a fucking goal song that's, for them. But that's something like that would be, that would be the third. similar. That would be the similar thing. You know, like let every time I die, write them a fucking goal song, have them play it. Boom. You know, or if you wanted something different, like you have a band like fucking Joy Way from Rochester, you know, like you think of something big. Like, I mean, you they play the they use that uh, Goo Goo Dolls song a lot, you know, which one? The Better Days one. Yeah, but that wasn't a goal scoring song. That was I know, like, but like they tried to highlight. Use, yeah, they they use that. But I mean, if you wanted like the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah, they use Long song, Way Down, but Twister fucking ruined that. <laughs> I mean, they could they could have them write a song. I'm not just anymore. trying to th- I'm just trying to think of like Dude, you know. Johnny Resnick's like 56 years old at this point. He's not he's not built for fucking goal scoring at this point. <laughs> okay, he's not the one scoring goals, dude. Yeah, but he's not. He, just, he doesn't have that emotion like for that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, that can't happen. Trust me, I love the goops. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, okay, Buffalo, major Buffalo bands that like you would want to like write a song. Like, I think every time I die is my top choice. They, absolutely, they are. Like, you could fucking take an old Snapcase song, you could play like Energy Dome every time they fucking score or something. <laughs> nah, dude, fucking Ted Guilty my... by fucking ignorance? I'd nah, fucking. I'd, ca- I'd rip guess. out a seat, dude, if that was the case. <laughs> Guilty! Well, they do need new fucking seats in that arena, man. Uh, yeah, like, that's... The arena does need an upgrade. I mean, if they're going to keep raising the fucking season ticket prices, you might as well fucking upgrade that fucking place. But even, like, what was the other single after typecast modulator? The CD afterwards. On, on transmission. 
Oh, I don't remember what the single was off of that. The who shot the shot to break the blood clot thing. Was that on the CD after that? Yeah, or was the CD that on... after it. <laughs> but just like, you could, that intro. You could have that fucking was like walkout music that. Yeah, I mean, why not? Go! Daryl Taberski just yelling shit. If you want to utilize, like, you know, local local talent, fucking utilize it. You think Scott Vogel wants to write something? I don't want Scott Vogel to write anything for him. You know? <laughs> that Buried Alive show, like, when Scott Vogel came out, it's freezing as fuck. He's got on shorts and a, a, a fresh Nike hoodie that he probably got from his parents before fucking for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I kept thinking that day. I'm like, he probably got this fucking hoodie for Christmas. What you think? Like his parents are buying a 45 year old dude fucking 45 year old dude fucking fresh Nike hoodies. Dude, I hope my parents buy me a fresh Nike hoodie when I'm 45 years old. <laughs> like really? I mean, I guess that's something that he needs, right? I mean, you're like 45 in a hardcore band, telling kids to try, telling kids to tell people to fuck off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you need is a fucking Nike hoodie. <laughs> Dude, I, that's... You're speaking to me as, like, a fucking child right now. I'm like, I feel you. Like, yeah, man, I love telling people to fuck off. I mean, honestly, right? come on. I mean, that's, that's, that's Scott Scott Vogel's made, like, a 25-year career of being in bands. And it's like, you know what? Tell people to fuck off. Here's this song that I called. This, this, here's this song that this I wrote. It's called The One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, called Stand Up. Like it was always like song names were like, like you think back at it, you're like, yeah, I got really into this, and I don't know why. I was just fucking angry, but like it should just spoke to you though. Yeah, I never, I never really, I never really drank the Kool Aid on bands like that. I did. Like I think the closest I got was listening to The Promise, man. Those are those are my fucking guys. But I was also in the Santa Sangre before they broke up, and basically The Promise is like Santa Sangre and another victim. Was another? Why am I thinking about another victim? Another victim was from Syracuse. Okay, that's why I'm like, why do they sound? Uh, yeah. Um, who did they do a split with Shahulud? Yeah. Okay, there it is. I'm trying to connect <laughs> some dots in my life. That's what I mean. Like at least Shahulud, like they were like more positive about that shit. You like, know, you can overcome anything you don't want. You're like, here you go. There's this, and I'm like, yeah, positivity. Then it's like Scott Vogel is like. Fuck everybody! Let's get out there, hurt somebody, and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> yes. So, someone tells you can't do it, just punch him in the dick. You know, it's like, dude, like, it's like, hey man, I guess, I guess you got your crowd, man. Like, like, run with it. Hey, we're gonna talk about this. Do you want to get pumped up? Do you want to fuck shit up? Do you want to yell about nothing? I'm like, dude, you talking to me? Like, yeah, let's fucking go, bro. Let's do this shit. That's. That's how that's how Terror managed to like release like how many albums they got now like five six Terror yeah I don't even fucking know I haven't listened to them that they gotta have I mean they've been around since like what fucking two thousand and two that's not a yeah. band I want to see play a full album front to back no. and I've probably and I've probably seen them play an album front to back and I just didn't care no I, I think. I think for me, like, if you're going that kind of style, I'd probably go, like, Grade, Under the Radar is one of those albums. Maybe, like, Thursday Full Collapse might be a thing that I'd want to see. I I forgot what song. I think after Cross Out the Eyes, I tune out after it. So I'm good for, like, eight eight tracks through. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, for me, that that's a, that's a fucking album. 
Um, but then, like, if you go into, like, like heavier stuff, too, like, if Sepultura were to, like, go and, like, do Chaos AD, like, front to back, I'd probably go see that. I'd probably go but see But are you that. talking Sepultura with Max in it, or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're out of... You're fucked on that. Well, no, I thought Max is back in it. Since... Alright, well, I don't even fucking know anymore. I, yeah, I don't really pay attention to it, because I'm probably not gonna go see Sepultura live if they come around. But... I remember they started making Max's fucking, like, um, ESP, like, guitar, and the LTD versions that they were selling, like, as his, um, like, custom version. But I'm like, motherfucker took out the two bottom strings. He just paid four strings on the guitar. <laughs> I'm like, is this, like, the president of the United States again? Like, just doing this shit? Like, the, the band had five total strings. I mean, I guess if you don't need them, then why put them there? It's a cool concept, though, that bands do that, though. Like, I'm glad that we're in this time. Like, yeah, it makes us kind of feel old as fuck. Yeah. But, like, I'm glad that we're at this time right now where a lot of these albums are, like, 10, 15 years old. And, like, these bands are like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's play this shit, you know? Yeah. Because it kind of makes you feel like kids again. Like... Would I rather go to my high school reunion or would I rather go to a show and watch a band play fucking an album from 20 years ago front to back? You know, like... Uh, Tara's still fucking active, dude. Oh, I know. I know they're still active. I'm well aware of that. I think they're playing Riot Fest, to be honest with you. Let's see discography. 04, 06, 08, 10, 13, 15, 18. Okay, so... Dude, oh, even better. Live albums, dude. 2003, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2014. Holy fuck. So this band has fucking, what, like 10, 12 release or 11 releases? Plus EPs. They have one, two, three, four, five EPs. God damn it, man. So, okay. So out of... And it is split with a promise. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense. But, like... Okay, so you take that, you take a band like fucking Terror, right? You have, what, like 15 fucking releases now? I guarantee you that all those songs, like, you can take half of that and eliminate it because all those songs exact sound exactly guess, the same. You want to guess how many videos they've made? No, I don't want to guess any yes, of that. Yes, take a guess. <laughs> fucking 18. 23. I was off by five. Dude, <laughs> 20... Does Blink-182 made that many fucking videos? Probably, right? I mean, but the, the thing is, though, too, like, Terror's been, like, popping out fucking... Fucking nonstop every other year. Yeah, yeah. Dude, honestly, though, fuck Terror. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if we got any hardcore dudes that listen to this fucking podcast, but... You know hey, dude, dude. There's a CD called "Live Life by the Code," <laughs> and it's them. Looks like they're on Riverside, like LA Riverside, and just like <laughs> sitting on that fucking fake river that they made there, like on that damn like wall or something. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, do your thing if you listen to Terror and stuff. But man, you know, like for for me though, I think I'd rather listen to "Bury Your Dead" than fucking Terror though. Listen to me, motherfucker. <laughs> Barrier Dead? I don't have to tell them to play a fucking album front to back because they still got a live album where they just killed it. Okay? <laughs> Barrier Dead. I I don't know why this is like one of the biggest points of my friendship with you, but it's going on minimum 15 years that we had this conversation standing outside of Fridays, not Fridays, Guard of You. I'm sitting on the window 
if you're looking at it, it's to the left of it. I'm smoking a cigarette, and you're telling me, are you really going to give a fuck about Barrier Dead in five years or ten years or whatever it was? <laughs> and, like, like whatever it was, like, we were arguing about this, and I don't think, like, I like this band to spite you because of it for 15 fucking extra years. <laughs> but, like, dude, like, they're one of those bands that I, I go back to all the time. I don't know if it's just, like, the right level of anger and the right level of heaviness that, like, just hooked me, but... It was during a time in your life, though, that you like you have emotion attached to it. So it's like you go back to it and you're like, dude, man, like some of these songs, I had some really great times to this. I did. And like that's what that's what keeps bringing you back. Like that's what brings me back to a lot of like this metalcore stuff and everything else. But I think that's also true. I I, not just because it ties today's from Buffalo, but I have a soft spot for that. And it's funny that you spend your weekends hanging out with the old guitarist. Like we're throwing it back a little bit to sticking with, I mean, doing the dogfish. We're going to the, uh, old classic Allagash white, but this is the new classic in a sense, because they finally started canning this. Um, they just started canning this maybe about six months ago. So now you can enjoy Allagash White like on a golf course or anything else. And like that's actually a huge thing. Like this beer is one of the probably the one of the best Belgian weeds yeah, absolutely. that you can ever find. Uh this at Hohengard. But like American style Belgian yeah. wheat, you know. Like Remember Blue Moon actually used to sorta of taste like this? <sighs> yeah. I mean, Blue Moon was, like, still, like, I mean, when you're pouring this, like, this is fucking clear as shit. Like, compared to everything that you drink these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's cloudy, but I mean, like, it's so fucking light. It just sounds weird to say it. Like, it just feels good in your mouth. Well, especially after the beers that we just drank, No, too, but you though. know what I mean? Like, this just has, like, like ultimate, like, mouth. This, this is the one of the perfect summer beers. Like, it's you, good, I mean, it's five... Point two percent. Yeah, like if it's really hot out, like this is like a refreshing beer. Like if you wanted to, like add some citrus to it, you totally. You could can. throw an orange in. You could throw a lemon in it. Like you'd be yeah. Like any kind of like even if you wanted to like throw some juice in it too. Like like you know do half and half. You could make this a shandy. Yeah, do easily a beer mosa with this. If Oasis ever got back together, like I would love to see them do. Anything front to back, really. Just pick a fucking album. Um, like Silver Chair, I would want to see them do Diorama front to back. The thing with Oasis, though, they could just go out there and play whatever the fuck they want. And they could, they could and choose a super shitty set list, though, too. And that's just it. Like, for me, like, for me personally, like, any set list that Oasis were to do, I'd probably be like, this is the greatest fucking show ever. But that's just me. I don't, I'm not even concerned about, like, bands from the 70s doing albums or even, like, the 80s, like, doing albums front to back. Like, I don't need to see that necessarily. Because, like, a lot of those guys at this point in their careers, like, it's not going to be the same thing, you know? Like, do you yeah. want to see, like, 60-something-year-old dude, like... Like, do you want to see, like, Sticks play Grand Illusion front to back and they're all, like, in their 50s fucking 60s and shit? Not really. <laughs> you know? Like, do you want to see... Like, I mean... Like, you're, you'll have plenty of people being like, oh, dude, I want to see Pink Floyd play The Wall. 
that's such a fucking hype thing, man. But like, or or like Dark Side of the Moon, you know, like you you like you'd say people would be like, oh yeah, man, that'd be so awesome. But at the same time, it's like, dude, they're so fucking old at this point, though. Is this something dead? Is somebody dead? Oh, I'm sure. Point? I'm sure somebody's dead. And that's another thing too, though. You know, a lot of these bands from the '60s, '70s, '80s, you don't have the full band anymore. And okay, maybe you got some bands out there, like Blink One Eighty Two, like. You got Skiba playing instead of Tom. Is it the same thing? Yes and no. No. See, Alkaline Tree would be a cool band to see, like, them, like, play, like, Good Morning or Maybe I'll Catch Fire front to back. I think Maybe I'll Catch Fire would be better. I agree on that. Um, but but God, also, God, God damn it would be another album that, like, would be cool, though. That's your nostalgic punk rock right there. Yeah. I mean, I could easily go and say that I want to see... Marvelous 3 play albums and stuff like that but like dude honestly like nobody really cares about that other than like about 500 people in this like world to be honest with you I guess we got summertime really kind of kicking in and like just beer events happening now in the city yeah like beer and music stuff man like over the next like dude next week next week is Thin Man Summer Solstice Party where they block off Basically, part of Elmwood, which is one of Buffalo's busiest streets, where that Thin Man's on. They block that off and have, they got like nine, ten bands playing, you know, all day. uh, Releasing a new beer, just party time, fucking, you know, a bunch of good shit happening for that. The next day, I actually have a ticket to see uh, Death Cat for Cutie at, like, playing in the parking lot at the Albright Knox. (laughs) <laughs> so that's a thing um then next friday not this not next friday but like the 21st is um 1077's summer concert kerfuffle that has walk the moon the head and the heart uh catfish and the bottle man and all that stuff playing as well so like there's a bunch of shit just in the next couple of weeks music and beer wise the 22nd is the the New York State Craft Brewers Festival at Canal Side that is also a combination of the Buffalo Brewers Festival so like there's going to be like 60 something breweries down there on the 22nd from 2 to 6 p.m. that like 40 bucks get you Honestly, all you can drink until, you know, for four hours. Not bad. So, like, it's usually a good time. They're doing, I think it's just Buffalo Breweries that are doing it, but, like, they're doing, like, the the Farm to Pint thing that uh, Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association does. It's a fruited sour this year that they give out, like, a trophy for or something. So it'll be interesting to see what Buffalo Breweries decide to uh, release for it. Um, I'm pretty sure 42 North won what it was. I think it was a Saison last year. I think 42 North won it last year. Um, They do some pretty good sours, so they're going to be tough to beat. But my money's on resurgence when it comes to that shit. With what they've been releasing, man, it's it's hard to say no to that. I got nothing but good things to say about Resurgence, so... Yeah, they'll have their uh, their new space opening up real soon, too, so be sure to check out our uh, Instagram and follow them as well. 
for all the updates on that because we'll we'll be on top of that shit for you guys. Yeah, no, I mean that like you have all that happening. Uh, if you're looking for something to do out in the city, like it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog throwing up. <laughs> um, I even just like going down to Canal Side. Like I love Canal Side. Just I wish we had like water to like or like a beach to like walk around on down there too but like they have that fucking like beer garden there and you don't get buffalo beers there you know they have hay burger like everywhere you go there's something where you can get like a solid buffalo beer now and just five years ago this wasn't the case fuck two years ago it's still you were so limited with it but like yeah, all the damn of, breweries we have now, and a lot of these breweries are starting to hit their stride. So, like, you got to get fucking out there, man. I mean, dude, Thin Man's hitting three years old now. Buffalo Brewing Company's gonna be three years old dude, this Buffalo year too. Buffalo Brewing Company is so underrated, though. I think now too, like those beers have just changed so much and gotten better and better. Yeah, he just released a Logan Berry Blonde, and he is working on uh, a Goza recipe that. Um, they originally did for the Can-Am thing that he's going to be like releasing something at some point so yeah you'll have the first sour beer that Buffalo Brewing Company is going to release at some point soon and we're actually kind of working on a little uh, you know we've been talking a lot about music we're working on a little something with John over there to uh have a nice little event. We're going to probably do a fundraiser that we'll keep you updated on and probably mention throughout the next couple recordings. Uh, we've hit our second year. Like we're officially on year two at this point. So, you know, thank you everybody for listening so far and expect some new and exciting changes as we like move forward with this you know like our format's been pretty loose and it's probably can continue to be loose but pretty know. much just talk about whatever the fuck comes to our mind i mean that's and that's what we've done for our entire existence as friends yeah we just randomly just spout off what comes to mind i mean most of these times if it wasn't at work we had a drink in our hand anyway so like like is it gonna be like it's not necessarily always about the beer when you're listening to us but there's always going to be beer involved we'll tell you we'll tell you that much be sure to follow us on social media go hit us on twitter or facebook at what the hops on instagram at what the hops podcast find us basically anywhere you get your podcasts other than spotify hit up hoppedupnetwork.com and check out all our friends Expect the unexpected when it comes to listening to us, man. It's year two. We fucking made it a year. Hey, we're here to stay now. So, deal with it. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.